Well, kia ora, everyone. Welcome along to the show. This is Stephen Moe, and in this episode, we're going to be hearing from Anton Matthews about the topic of normalizing Tadeo in the workplace. Now, normally this show is an interview, but in this case, this is a presentation that he gave at the recent Impact Unconference back in April 2020. And the reason I'm putting up here is that I like to vary things up on seats. It doesn't always have to be an interview. I think it's fun to play around with the format and present things in a different way. And a thanks to Erica Austin, who introduces Anton at the beginning. If you enjoy this episode, you might want to check out the more than 200 others in the back catalog. And if you're challenged in any way by what Anton has to say about the use of Tadeo, then there's probably somebody that you know who would appreciate getting a link to this episode. So why not share it with them? And for those of you who are based in Christchurch, or maybe just passing through, I encourage you to check out Fush, which is the restaurant that Anton Matthews co-founded, and they're really trying to normalize Tadeo in the workplace there. And so that's an easy and delicious way to support what they're doing. So welcome to the second session in the Aroha Room, normalizing Tadeo in the workplace. We have Anton here, which you will meet um, who did a wonderful job um, welcoming us um, in the beginning. So just a little bit about Anton. So Anton, along with his sister and wife, are proud owners of Fush. Everyone here from Christchurch had Fush already before? Yeah? Think, like, yes. It's super good. I just love it. Fush is one of the few Maori restaurants in New Zealand to have a bilingual menu. Each item is listed in English and Te Reo. And Anton is doing all he can to revitalize and normalize Te Reo in Aotearoa, one customer at a time. So I will hand it over to you, Anton. Kapai, kia ora. Thank you um, very much for those uh, kind words. And uh, kia ora, everybody. Thank you very much for your, um, for your time and for giving up your precious time and coming to hang out with me. Um, it's awesome to have you all here. So, I mean, I've kind of been given about, I'm going to try and keep the whole session to about 25 minutes, and I thought I might try and split that up, uh, you know, sort of 15 to 20 minutes of, um, uh, you know, sort of teaching and talking, and then we'll open it up at the end for some um, questions and answers, if that's all right. So, um, that's not a huge amount of time. Well, not for me anyway. I'm used to um, going on and, and on a bit of a on a bit of a, a cordial spree. Um, so I'm going to try and stick to uh, stick to an agenda, which I've written here. Um, so I really wanted to start off by sort of busting this myth, I suppose, uh, that um, if you can't speak te reo, if you can't say the entire thing that you want to say in te reo Maori, then um, it's better just to not say anything at all. That's something that I've heard time and time again over the last few years and look I don't know really where it comes from um, but I but I personally don't agree and I'm look I'm, I'm I don't speak on behalf of all Maori of course uh, we're not we're not all the same but this is these are just my whakaro my views um, personally I love it I really really love it when people give it a go um, when they try their hardest and so I really want to start off by saying those of you who are reluctant or feeling a bit apprehensive perhaps uh, about speaking te reo Māori because maybe you can't say the entire sentence in te reo Māori and so therefore you're, you're worried that you might be disrespectful or that you might upset someone by giving it a go. Um, I want, I'm here to kind of let you know that um, certainly when you're in my presence and certainly others uh, like me, I have lots of friends who, who, who think this as well, um, we, love, we love hearing people give it a go. So please, um, if, if you know a couple of words, if you only know one word, um, let's say you only know the Māori word for family, which is whānau. If that's the only Māori word that you know, 
cake to pie, all good. Just find lots of opportunities to talk about your whānau. I would far rather hear you um, use the word whānau correctly 50 times than not say anything at all. So that's the first thing that I want to talk about. Um, the idea that if you can't say it all in te reo Māori, um, you shouldn't say anything at all. That's absolute rubbish. And for anyone that um, disagrees with me, uh, I'll you know find my email address. My, it's very easy to find. I'll be willing to, to, uh, to have a, a discussion and a debate with you anytime because um, I really do believe that. Um, and look, and I suppose that kind of segues into my next point that when it comes to giving te reo Māori a go, that the most important thing, in my opinion, is your attitude, okay? Um, when you're, if I can tell when someone's really trying versus when they're, not, when they're not trying at all, okay? So for example, the correct way to say Māori is Māori. Now there's a macron on there, um, uh, a macron over the first A, which means it's a long A sound, so it's Māori. Okay, it sounds a little bit like the word mouldy as in a mouldy cheese or a mouldy piece of bread or something. Mouldy. Now, if you try and say mouldy and you don't quite nail it and it comes out a little bit like a, let's say for instance, Māori. Okay, you can kind of hear there's a slight difference there. Māori versus Māori. Now, if I hear you say Māori, I can tell that you're making a real genuine effort and that's really, really choice in my books. So, so I, give you, I give you a pat on the back. Now, I might, in private, I might say, hey, look, here's a, here's a strategy to maybe try and improve that, that, the way that you say the word Māori, but I would never, ever cut you down in front of your friends. I'd never disrespect you and, and have a go at you. Now, you compare that with someone who just goes Māori and, it's, you know, both Māori, Māori and Māori are both incorrect, but one is an example of someone making a good effort and giving it a good crack and trying their best. And the other one is just an example of someone going, don't care, Maori this, Maori that. Um, and the former, you know, the, the, the person who makes a real effort, um, they can come and hang out with me anytime. The person who just goes, eh, Maori, um, you know, that's fine. You can go and hang out over there in the corner by yourself. But the point is that giving it a go, your attitude is what counts, okay? And so just keep that in the back of your mind. Now, because we don't have heaps and heaps of time, what I'd like to do today is I want to talk about 10... 10 words, okay? And the idea is that hopefully there'll be something in here that you can take away. And what I'd really, really encourage you to do is to, you know, take what you can from this session. And I want you to go out into your, not only your workplaces, but your community around your home, around your kainga, okay, your home, and try and normalize this as much as you can. What I mean by normalize it, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about this, this, this idea that I've, that I've kind of got, which is, I call it pigeon Māori. And the idea of pigeon Māori is that you take the little gold nuggets that you've got, maybe it's the word whānau, and you try and drop it into an English sentence, if that's your native language. If you're, if you're very good at speaking English, then I want you to substitute out the word whānau for family whenever you're talking about your family. And that's called pigeon, uh, pigeon Māori, okay? You don't, have the, you don't necessarily have the vocab to fill out an entire sentence, but I know the word whānau, I'm going to make an effort to use the word whānau. So this idea of pigeon Māori is something that I'm really, um, I'm really into at the moment, uh, and I want to encourage you to take that idea and, and embrace it in your workplaces and, and around your home and in your community. So the way to do that is to learn a few words and then, and then learn how to put them in the right context, okay? So the first word that I want to, um, that I want to talk about today is hui. Hui is spelled H-U-I, hui, uh, and it's pronounced hui as in who are you, who am I, hui, okay? Hui, W-H-O is how you would spell who in, in English. That's how you say it in Māori, hui. And hui means a, a meeting. Uh, so you could say, for example, this is over the, in, in lockdown, these, these things have become known as zuis, as in a Zoom hui. Um, but uh, the Māori word for, for meeting is hui. And you could say, for instance, at work, um, are you going to come to the hui this afternoon? Now, 
You could say, are you going to come to the meeting this afternoon? But the idea of normalizing te reo Māori is dropping those little words like hui that we've we've kind of all heard them. We're all sort of familiar with the word hui, but maybe we're all a bit reluctant to use it because we haven't used it, uh, we haven't heard it used correctly in the right context. And so I'm going to ask you to be my ambassador and go out into your communities and start dropping these little Māori uh, knowledge bombs uh, around your workplace. So you could say, oh, you're coming to the hui this afternoon? Or um, what time is our hui today? Um, or what did, you, what did you think of that hui? Was it a bit boring or did you find it really, really exciting? So the first word um, that I'm going to teach you today is hui. And I'm going to encourage you to go out and try and um, maybe you've got a meeting board at work. So take the word out for, you know, management meeting and write management hui. Just take it out and just see what happens. Okay, I think people will figure it out. So that's one way that you can normalize the word hui around your workplace. Uh, number two, I've already talked about this word plenty, no, spelled W-H-A with a tohu to, a macron above that A, okay, and that elongates that, that sound. So rather than saying fano, we're saying fano, fano, so it's a long A sound, fano. Uh, so W-H-A with a macron, N-A-U. Uh, now, that, that AU sound at the end of, uh, of the word whānau really trips a lot of people up. If you're not used to um, speaking te reo Māori, then the, the AU at the, end of the, at the end of that word can really um, give people a lot, a, lot of, uh, uh, a, a lot of stress. And it often comes out as an ao. Okay, think of the word taupo. That's the AU sound in the word, in the word taupo. A lot, of, a lot of times people mispronounce it and it comes out as an ao. Okay, but it's actually pronounced like the letter O. O, okay, so we've got A, U, when you say it together, it comes out as O. So, Taupo and Fano, okay, so not now, not Taupo, but Fano. Now, Fano is a beautiful word. Um, it means family, but not necessarily just your blood Fano. You don't have to be biologically related to someone for them to be your whānau. You can, you can refer to your, um, your little community at work. Maybe you've got a really, really tight team at work. They can be your whānau. You can refer to yourselves as the as the as the cool whānau or the or the the um, HR whānau or the marketing whānau or whatever. Okay, so you can you can be a whānau at work. Um, think sports clubs, um, community groups. You can all refer to yourselves as a whānau, but of course it can be your 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 biological whānau as well. So whānau's a a really choice word. Um, you can say the things. Hey, how's the whānau? Awesome sentence. How's the family? You know. Ha, ha, um, uh, did you what? What did you do with the whānau over the weekend? Great, great question to ask on a Monday morning when you see your co-workers. So, whānau, another awesome word, um, and and I really encourage you to drop that into into your uh, Monday morning hui when you're catching up about people's weekend. You can say how was uh, how was how's the whānau? Um, how was netball? How was rugby league? How was whatever? Okay, so whānau is the second word. Um, third word, and this is totally appropriate for work. Mahi, mahi. Okay, m a h i. M for mum, mahi, mahi. Um, those of you who eat fish, you might have heard of the word, uh, the, the type of fish, mahi, mahi. Um, mahi, mahi means something uh, quite different in English. You can look that up in your own time. Um, so I wouldn't encourage you to go talking about mahi, mahi, um, unless you're in uh, good company, of course. But mahi means work. Uh, so uh, you can say, oh, look, how's mahi? You know, um, or, or uh, what if, how, how was your day at mahi today? How was your day at work today? Or what have you got going on at mahi? Um, what have you got going on at work? So a really, really cool um, uh, word that you can start to drop in at mahi, at work, is the word mahi. Um, fourth one, and this is a little bit confusing, this word. The Māori word, uh, sorry, the word is kaupapa. Okay, it's quite a long word, kaupapa, spelt K-A-U, ko, 
P-A-P-A, Papa, Co-Papa. Now, Co-Papa means um, a theme or an initiative um, or, or a topic even, okay? And so we, we often talk about, like, this is a really exciting Co-Papa that we're a part of today. So this is a really cool initiative, exciting initiative that we're, that we're a part of. The Impact Unconference is a really awesome Co-Papa. Okay, so um, you can say, um, hey, what did, hey, that's a really, uh, you, you might have a co-worker that came back from a really awesome meeting with a, I don't know, a local charity or a local, um, a local business, and, and, you can, and they might come back and say, oh, I had a really awesome meeting with so-and-so today, and you can say, oh, they've got a really awesome co-papa going on over there. They've got a really awesome theme, a really awesome initiative, really awesome ethos. Okay, so a co-papa is sort of like an ethos, um, a theme, a topic, an initiative, and if you think that that's a really awesome thing that's going on over there, or you've, you've seen something that you thought was really, really choice, you can say, hey, that's a really cool co-papa, or that's a really lovely co-papa. Um, so, for example, look in the, in the, uh, in the lockdown, there's been a, a number of really awesome co-papa that have emerged uh, out of the lockdown. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, one that, that, that we've been a part of, uh, or sorry, that we've participated in in our business, which is SOS Cafe, which was a, a non-for-profit, um, I think they're in Wellington, they just started up a really cool co-papa to try and raise money um, by selling vouchers in the lockdown for local eateries like, like ours. And so um, that's a really awesome co-papa. So if you see a really awesome initiative, and, and we're all going to, I'm sure we'll hear lots and lots about um, other people's initiatives and, and um, businesses and charities and, and all the rest of it, make sure that you um, use the word co-papa if you want to refer to them in as, hey, look, that's a really, really awesome initiative or co-papa that you've got going on over there. Okay, so those are a few words there. Um, I also wanted to talk about really, really quickly, just to kind of change things or change tact a little bit, other ways that you could normalize te reo Māori in your workplace. And I want to talk about this word, kia ora. Okay, so K-A, uh, sorry, K-I-A, new word, O-R-A, kia ora. Now, kia ora, or as, we, as it sort of rolls off the tongue as a kia ora, kia ora, uh, means uh, hello. It also means thank you. So it's a really awesome word to kind of, if you're going to take any word away, make sure it's kia ora because it's super versatile. Um, so you can use it in the morning um, to say hello to your significant other, to your children, to your co-workers, to strangers at the supermarket, whatever. Kia ora. It means hello. It's one of those words that has become uh, part of the New Zealand um, vocab. You know, it's it, New Zealand has a, has, a, has a magazine called Kia ora. Um, there really aren't too many New Zealanders walking around who wouldn't know what you meant when you say kia ora. But in saying that, a, a body, body language goes a long way. So, for example, if I said to you, kia ora, I'm using kia ora as hello. If I say kia ora, I'm using kia ora to say thank you. So body language also goes a really long way when you're, um, when you're using the word kia ora. But kia ora can mean hello. It can also mean kia ora, thank you. So you can use this um, in your emails. You can also use it face-to-face uh, -face and you can use it on the phone. And so I've got this thing that I call the kia ora challenge, which I'm going to talk about for hopefully two minutes. And there are three stages to the kia ora challenge, okay? Number one is I want you to start using kia ora. I'm going to encourage you. And this is for one week, okay? Just try it for a week. If it doesn't work, you can write me an email and say, Anton, you're full of it, you're rubbish, you embarrass me, I don't like you, whatever, that's fine. But I don't think you'll do that because I've done this lots of times already and the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. But the idea is to try and build your confidence slowly uh, in a manageable way that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable to use the word kia ora. So number one, I want you to start by using kia ora in all of your emails 
and your messages, your text messages, your Facebook messages, Instagram, if that's what you use. Um, and I, all I want you to do, let's say you're writing a message to your best friend, your BFF of 15 years. Normally you say, what's up? Or you say hello or whatever. I just want you to change and just say, kia ora, BFF. And then just go into the body of your email or the body of your, your message or whatever and just pretend like it's no big deal. Just start with kia ora, that's all. Okay, and I want you to do this. I really want you to challenge yourself. It will be uncomfortable, okay, because, you know, no one likes change. It's always going to be uncomfortable. Um, but, hey, we're living in, in an uncomfortable world, right? So if there's any time to try it, it's right now. So start with kia ora and just see how it goes. Now, what you'll find, and this is the really, really cool thing, is that I think of the word kia ora like a smile or, or a yawn. It's incredibly contagious. When you say kia ora in your email, I guarantee people will start saying kia ora back to you. And that is how we change and shift culture. Okay, so you start with kia ora and then just go into your email, you know, cover all the things that you need to and then just send it off as normal and just wait for a response. Now, tomorrow when you wake up and the sun rises and, and your house is still standing and, and, and the world is still spinning, um, you'll, you'll start to realize that, hey, no big deal. Okay, and you might try this for two or three days. Do it with your boss, do it with your coworker, do it with your mates, do it with your children, whatever. Okay, kia ora is for everybody. And after a bit of time, you'll build a bit of confidence and you'll go, actually, I think New Zealand is ready for kia ora, the kia ora challenge. And then the next thing you're going to do is you're going to take it to this. This is your phone, okay? Now, the reason why your phone is step number two is because your phone still has that, that screen, that barrier, that physical barrier between you and the other person. So when you're writing an email, you can start with kia ora, you can type it out. Oh, no, I'm a bit nervous. I'll delete it. No, no, I'm going to type it out. No, bugger. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to do it. Okay, so you kind of have that opportunity to go back and forth. On the phone, you don't really have the same opportunity to go back, okay, because once you've said something, it's out there. But you do kind of have that physical barrier to, to, to um, relieve the awkwardness. So you can, so mum's ringing or your best friend's ringing, okay, you swipe to answer and you go, kia ora. Okay, and I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, that person, they might get a bit surprised. They go, that's weird, Anton never says kia ora. But they'll probably say kia ora back to you. And I do this all the time with strangers. Kia ora, Anton speaking. That's what I do. That's how I answer them. Kia ora, Anton speaking. And nine times out of ten, I'll get a, an awkward pause or I'll get a response with, oh, kia ora, Anton. Nice, nice to, uh, this is so-and-so from blah, blah, blah. So that's the stage number two. Stage number three, and this is the hardest part, okay? But if you can get to this within a week, props to you. Let me know who you are. I'll send you a flash voucher. Face-to-face. Kanohi kite kanohi. That's what we call it. Face-to-face. Now, obviously, we're living in a, in a COVID-19 world, so we have to be face-to-face, but social distancing face-to-face. Um, but this is where you step out of your bubble. Actually, no, that's, that's the wrong word, okay? Where you step out of your comfort zone, stay in your bubble, okay? Be responsible. Um, step out of your comfort zone, and I want you to have a go at using kia to a stranger. Now, I would, I would encourage you to start at the supermarket or at the local shop or at the local whare warehouse or restaurant or cafe, but don't start at your normal local cafe or your, at your normal supermarket. Go one suburb over and buy your flat white from a different cafe to practice a couple of times to build your confidence. Because the last thing you want to do is embarrass yourself at your local cafe where you go to every single day and buy your flat white, and then it's, it's too awkward for you to go back again. We don't want to do that. So go one suburb over, have a go, practice, um, practice at another cafe and build confidence, and then go to your local and practice kia ora. But, I, but the idea behind this is to try and normalize that word kia ora. Okay? Now, I'm just looking at the time. It's 20 past. I've got a couple more minutes, and then we'll open it up to some questions. Um, so emails, kia ora. Um, one way that you can sign off an email, you can also use kia ora to sign off your emails because it does mean thank you or sort of like regards. Um, 
but but most people don't well a lot of people don't know that okay so another way that you can sign off or two ways you can sign off your emails and you can sign off in, in real life is ka kite okay two words ka ka new word kite k-i-t-e ka kite which literally means i'll see ya or see ya okay some of you may have heard ka kite ano ano means again so you might say what you're saying is i'll see you again or I'll see you later but ka kite simply means see ya Okay, and a little bit of body language, like I said, goes a long way when you're saying kakite, you know, that intonation in your voice is saying, I'll see ya, kakite. So that's one way that you can say goodbye. Um, you can also sign off your emails um, if you actually are going to see that person. But the other way that I see people signing off emails a lot is na mihi. And na mihi is really, really cool. Um, so I'm just going to give you like a little um, a pro tip. Um, na mihi nu nui, N-U-N-U-I. Okay, so, so for those of you, uh, so I'll spell that all out again. N-G-A, nga, new word, mihi, M-I-H-I, new word, nunui. And what you're saying, because mihi means acknowledgements. So when you say nga mihi, you're sort of saying or the acknowledgements. But what you're saying by saying nga mihi nunui is you're sort of just emphasizing it. You're sort of um, intensifying your regards. And so it kind of is like kind regards or many regards or... Um, lots and lots of thanks. Okay, so it's a really lovely way to sign off your emails. Nga mihi nunui. So yeah, so those are, so what do we got? I'll recap. So we've got hui, meeting, whānau, family or, you know, community. We've got mahi, which is to work. We've got kaupapa, which is a, a really awesome theme or uh, initiative. This I would consider as a really, really, this is a really choice kaupapa to be a part of. Um, we've got the kia challenge, which I talked about at great length. Three stages, starting off with um, your messages and your emails, moving into your answering your phone with Kilda, and then a really, really super awkward but boldy move, bold move is face to face, kanohi kite kanohi, but social distance. Uh, and then we're talking about farewells, kakite, which means see you, kakite, and nga mihi nunui, lots and lots of regards, lots of um, praise, and lots of thanks to whoever it is that you're um, that you're speaking to. I did have some other words to go over, but we're probably running a bit short on time. So uh, what I might do is just open it up for some questions. If you've got some questions, I'll do my best to answer them. If it's silent, then I might cover the last three words. How does that sound? <laughs> Sweet. So one of the first questions uh, for you, Anton, um, is where can we get a weekly 10 words to continue this? Great question. Um, a weekly 10 words, look, I don't know is, is, is a short answer, but I'll tell you about a really, really, really awesome mate of mine. His name is Hemi Kelly, um, H-E-M-I, Hemi, which means uh, Jimmy or James Kelly. And he's got a really awesome book, which is uh, a word a day, I think it's called, or a phrase, a Maori phrase a day. But during the lockdown, he's actually set up a Facebook page and it's free. You just, it's a group. Um, you can ask to join and he'll accept you. I, I think last time I checked, they had about 10,000 people on there. And he is sharing all of his knowledge. He's a, he's a very, very good teacher. I, 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 will, um, I personally endorse him. Um, he's sharing all his knowledge, all his wisdom for free in little short daily videos. I would really encourage you, if this is something that you want to kind of take up, go and hook up to his um, Facebook page. It's called A Māori Phrase A Day. Um, and, and just check that out. Go through the videos. Um, he's, he's an awesome teacher. He's really uh, awesome to listen to. And he's very knowledgeable and, and he knows his stuff. So look, if you want to kind of... Um, yeah, improved, then, then I'd encourage you to check out his Facebook page. Um, otherwise, there's tons of resources on there. Um, it's very, really, really hard to get uh, to sign up for a class because there's such high demand for classes at the moment. But um, the internet's a wonderful thing. Uh, and But sometimes you just got to make sure that you're getting good, accurate information. And Hemi Kelly's uh, Māori Phrase a Day is a really awesome place to start. Absolutely. 
Cool. Just one question here. Can you repeat the name of that person you just mentioned? Um, Absolutely. Um, hear, hear me. H-E-M-I. Kelly. Uh, K-A-L-L-Y. And while I've got you on, I'll just quickly double check that I've got that, uh, got that accurate, um, the name of this page. But if there's another question, feel free to send it my way. Cool. Anyone have any questions, please post up into the chat function. Okay. So here it is here. It's called a Māori phrase a day. Can everyone see that? A Māori phrase a day. Um, if you can't see, it's, there's about 17,000 members on there at the moment. This was set up about two or three weeks ago in lockdown. It's a Facebook page, a Māori phrase a day. Um, and this is his name, Hear Me, uh, Hear Me Kelly. Oops, sorry, wrong way. Oop, there we go. Hear Me Kelly. He's the man. Go and sign up for his course. It's free. Awesome. Um, and there's a question about how you can, how can you give a quick tip on enabling Macrons on computers? But I see that um, someone's posted um, the actual tech side, but yeah. um, most of the laptops and computers, we can actually enable Macrons. Um, so please encourage you to do that, especially adding to your signatures of your um, emails and also writing uh, messages on, say, um, uh, Messenger on Facebook as well. Yeah, look, I, um, I'll, I'll talk about one word, eh? Because um, I, I have aroha, manaakitanga, and kaitiakitanga. Um, I think I heard people talking a lot about aroha before, which is, which is really cool. What I'd like to talk about really, really quickly is the word uh, manaakitanga, which you may or may not have heard uh, in the past, but I think it's a really important word to be aware of at the moment because we're going to need a lot of manaakitanga. Um, and how that works, the duality uh, of manaakitanga and mana. So I'll try and do that in a couple of minutes. Look, uh, as Māori, uh, I, I was always brought up to believe that everything goes in pairs, okay? Up and down, good and bad, darkness, light, um, you know, men, women, etc., etc. Um, tapu and noa, you might have heard those terms before, and mana and manaakitanga. I was always brought up to believe or, you know, that those two are a pair. So manaakitanga is the... Uh, uh, is concerned with what can be given by a person. It's often translated to mean hospitality or just taking good care of people. So when someone comes over to your house, um, the, 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 the tikanga, the, the notion of manaakitanga tells us that we need to ensure that they don't want for anything. That even if you've got, you don't even have $2 to rub together, that you go to the tap, pour them a glass of water, make sure that they're comfortable. If you've got a packet of biscuits in the, in the pantry, you grab it out and you, and you be a good host. That's manaakitanga. And manaakitanga manifests itself in many, many different ways, okay? But really, it comes down to what you, what you can give, okay? So manaakitanga is all about what can be given by, by a person or, or, a, or a group of people. The opposite, therefore, of manaakitanga is mana, okay? And mana is one of these words that we, that we throw around all the time. We say, oh, Jacinda Ardern has got a lot of mana. Uh, or the All Blacks have got a lot of mana. Or that person, that community leader, they've got a lot of mana. But I really think it's important to understand how do you get mana and how do you, how do you hold on to mana? And the answer to that, the short answer, is by practicing manaakitanga. You can't have one without the other and you can't really understand one without the other. You need to understand mana and manaakitanga as a pair. They're like yin and yang. They go together as a pair. And so only through practicing manaakitanga, being really, really good at looking after people, uh, by giving your time, by being generous, by, be, by being hospitable, only by practicing that side of the equation, the manaakitanga, will your mana enhance. So you can be born with mana. I, you know, I, 
uh, my uh, if, if you're born of a of a great chief or a great leader then you will be born with a, a certain amount of mana that's inherent but you ha- but holding on to it is another story the only way you can hold on to your mana is by being very very good at practicing manakitanga which has been hospitable and generous so those are the two words that I really, because we're running out of time, mana and manakitanga, they work together. So if you want to be someone who's, who, who has mana and who holds mana and who, who increases their mana, get very, very good at looking after the people around you, showing hospitality, being generous with your time, your resources. And I think that's what we need at the moment as we kind of emerge out of lockdown. We're going to have to be practitioners. We're going to have to be the manifestation of manakitanga. And if you can do that, you will be known as someone in your community who has tremendous mana. So Yep, I encourage everyone to, um, uh, to, to practice manakitanga, be generous with your time and your resources, and kia kaha, yeah? I'm out of time, so I'll, I'll leave yeah. it there. <laughs> kia ora. Uh, so um, I would like to invite you to all to show our appreciation for Anton for this session. Yes. Kia ora, ngamhi. Well, I hope you enjoyed that presentation from Anton. I know for me there were several takeaways, including that encouragement to just use Tadeo in simple ways whenever we can. If you enjoyed this episode, check out some of the more than 200 in the back catalog as well. And this is actually one of 32 different sessions that were held during the Impact on Conference. And I'll put a link to those in the show notes because they were all recorded and all the videos are up as well. Until next time.